places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. He had a full head, you know, mm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Our Take. I'm Brian. I, wait, I'm Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Our Take, the Our Take podcast. It's episode... Cinco five. I, I was thinking, when do we stop like naming episodes? At what point do have we done enough episodes where we're like? Oh, I'm always going to give an episode number. Oh, okay. Always, we'll be at three thousand two hundred nineteen. All right. Yeah. Like, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> three thousand two hundred and nineteen. And we'll be there by next year. That's. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess it is possible, but not it's more plausible than possible. I mean, that'd be cool. No, wouldn't it be the other way around? Like, it's not really plausible, but, I mean, it's something we... You know, we have I don't know which one, is, which one is less concrete. I thought plausible was less concrete. Like, yeah. well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, now that I think about it. I'm thinking of my Mythbusters now. Yeah, because plausible is like, yeah, I guess it could happen. I don't know. Maybe they're, they probably have the exact same Well, if know. we go by the old <laughs> saying, anything is possible, well, then, then possible anything is weaker. Anything is plausible. I need to look into this now. Not right now, but I am gonna, I'm going to get back to you on well, on on this. How about possible? Everything yeah, is possible. Do that. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. So happy Sunday. Yeah, yep. it is Sunday. This is the day we have been recording most on. Yeah. So I don't know what days we're going to do. I guess it depends if we have a guest or not. But yeah, when they can. Um, we have no guests today, which is fine, right? Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully. Well, just the two of us. Yeah. Just us. Um, I, I hopefully will be waking up more as this goes on. Not that it's early. It's freaking, what is it, three or something? It's 2.42. Which actually, me- wait. In the PM? So it's 1.42, because the time just changed. No, it's actually 3.42 then. We fell back an it, hour. Right. Yeah. So this is when I'm normally tired? I don't know. You get, no- you get tired at 3.42 <laughs> normally? I guess. I don't know. It's kind of mid-afternoon. Yeah. That's fine. Even though, yeah. Um, maybe it's because I was sick still last week or something. You're still getting over it. I guess. So yeah. while I was sick, I took NyQuil like you do. Yep. Have you ever, do you take NyQuil or anything like that when you get sick? Yeah, I'm more of a Theraflu fan, but they're, they're you know, they're the same. But Theraflu doesn't have that 10% alcohol in it. It does. Does it? Yeah, oh. I think so. At oh. least that's the kind I try to get. <laughs> My Theraflu actually says Jim Beam on the side, but <laughs> I think it's Theraflu. Um, yeah, NyQuil does for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I took NyQuil. I, I think I took more than usual because I don't actually measure it out. I just kind of. That's how I am with I Pepto. Just, I just pound it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had some crazy dreams. And I. Uh, so here, here's the first dream I had. Okay. Okay. And uh, I guess that. It might have had something to do with me flying the day a few days before, but I was in a plane. I'll try and interpret. <laughs> I was in a plane uh, as a passenger, and uh, it was an Allegiant Airlines plane, which is weird because I don't fly them because they're a terrible airline. <laughs> um, they have the oldest fleet in the U.S., just so everybody knows. And uh, we're we're flying into the Provo Airport, and um, I'm familiar with flying into the Provo Airport because that's where I trained to, pl- to fly. Uh, so I've I've 
personally landed an airplane there a lot, hundreds of times probably. You've personally landed in Provo? Yes, All many, right. many times. An Allegiant aircraft? No, <laughs> no, just a little ATB <laughs> plane. So why that's relevant is we're coming in, and I, I recognize, you know, the, the pattern and everything, and we're getting down low, and I'm, I'm like, oh, this is weird. We're a little too high. And this uh, is in your dream, right? Yeah, this okay. is a dream. Okay. This is all dream. <laughs> and uh, so we get really cl- we, we're close to the runway, but then the engines kick on and we we go around, which is what happens when you can't land for whatever reason. You yeah. you didn't set it up right. It's called a missed approach or a go around. So we we do a missed approach, and that in my head I go, oh okay, we're doing a missed approach. That's a little weird. Uh, and the plane goes vertical, you know, nose up. Yeah. But then the plane keeps going nose up, and at that point, I'm like, "What is happening? This is not uh, this is not usual procedures." Right. Uh, and then I realize that the plane is going to crash, and so in my dream, I grit my teeth and I think I just pass out. Yeah. And um, so you never felt it stall? No, I I didn't. I I no. Um, but then I woke up. Not from the dream, but from the plane crash. Right. Uh, hanging upside down in the fuselage of this Allegiant plane that was cracked in half. <laughs> <Kay>. <laughs> and uh, they got me down, and um, immediately I'm talking to people. They're asking me what happened. And I remember as going as far as to talk to like a lawyer and how she said she thinks that the pilot was suicidal. And it was like really really in depth and and there was just it wasn't there was a lot that i remembered from it It was crazy it's vivid yeah so then i wake up and uh i'm at my mom's house and she offers me breakfast and i say i i can't i'm well so i in the dream i was i was like oh i got in a plane crash so i'm not gonna have to go to work tomorrow yeah (laughs) yeah but then i woke up and i was like oh i was i was in a dream, I didn't have a plane crash. I have to go to work. And so I told my mom that I couldn't have her breakfast because I was going to be late to a meeting. Um, so I get up. All right. I get in the car. I start driving to the meeting. Um, and then I actually wake up. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Inception? Yes. That's what I mean. I was having dreams inside dreams. And I was actually late to work when I woke up. <laughs> so where did you actually wake up? Here in, in my in my, in my house, okay. Um, and yeah, it was a dream inside a dream. It was some crazy inception that is stuff. Amazing. So I don't know if that's ever happened to you with Nyquil, but apparently that is uh, one of the side effects. I want to say that I have had a dream in a dream, but I can't remember the specifics. Right. That I was the first time I remember it. That it was so vivid though. It was weird. Yeah. It was just crazy. I have experienced somewhat lucid dreams. Oh really? Where you're like conscious that you're in a dream those right? those are interesting you're aware that you're not conscious so you're aware that you're <laughs> in a dream right yeah it's like being in the matrix right right yeah so i uh, while you were talking there i googled um a dream interp- dream interpreter with a plane oh yeah all right <laughs> great okay. and it's called aeroplane dream meaning okay dreaming of an airplane crashing may be a metaphor for some aspect of your life that is in danger <laughs> of ending quickly and unexpectedly wait my life or an some, aspect some of my aspect life? Uh, maybe an indication that your goals or ideals are too high like, oh. or <laughs> unattainable <laughs> or it may symbolize disappointing. your self-doubt and lack of self-confidence in attaining these goals. <laughs> right. So it's just all bad. But, you know, if you go with the inception, then maybe it's reversed. 
Right. You're excited about your what goals. I, what is it? What is it? Is there an interpretation for waking up at your mom's house when you're 33 <laughs> and her offering you, offering you breakfast? <laughs> it all seems pretty irrelevant. Re- huh? They're all connected. Right. It's all. It's all there. Oh yeah. man. That's a good good dream. So on the topic of medication, uh, I take a few medications every day. As do I. Um, And yesterday I put a pill in my mouth. And, well, pills never taste good except for the few that have that, you know, sugar coating. Like they put it on ibuprofen and you're just like, oh, these are tasty. Right. Um, Until you would leave it in there for a minute. (laughs) Right, right. So I put them in my mouth and they're, uh, they're especially nasty and not only are they nasty, they taste like I smell. <laughs> I don't know if that, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Wait a <laughs> they taste like I Okay. So I realized like that a cologne bottle had spilt it was either a cologne bottle or like a bottle of axe had just sprayed all over the drawer and, and gotten my pills soaked <laughs> in this cologne. When you when you were talking about how a pill <laughs> smells, <laughs> I, I was thinking of like, have you ever had taken a, not a like a not a pill but a capsule of antibiotics? Oh yeah, they they smell like poop. Do they? Yeah. Okay. It, like, cause it's like it's basic. It's just it's oh, nastiness it's in yeah, a capsule. Okay. Yeah. And so when you said they taste like I smell, <laughs> I immediately went to poop. So you're <laughs> saying you, you, you tasted your cologne? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, no, it didn't taste like my poop. I know what that tastes. Like. <laughs> anyway, no, <it's> <laughs> yeah. So now I don't. I don't know if it's uh, like making the pills work <laughs> less, or if it's making <laughs> my inside smell good, or if I'm poisoning myself. But I'm I'm continuing to take the pills. So, so every every pill has been. Uh, yeah, it's contaminated. It's, I uh, yeah. Every time I put it in there in my mouth, I'm like, whoa, that is. Are they, is it in a sealed bottle? The pills? Yeah. Yeah. That's how why I don't so know. I don't you know how they. You don't know. Has anybody been in your basement? <laughs> that, that would be the one thing they do. Like, oh, yeah, let's poison sp- him with his. Yeah, I'm gonna spray his axe all over his, <laughs> his pills. That's just true. I don't know how it got in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're watertight. Yeah, so if it was like soaked in. I'm trying to. Yeah. Cologne. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, whatever. It is what it is. Maybe it's like when you leave bananas next to something. Speaking of which. Reese's peanut butter cups, yeah, they're delicious. They're amazing. But I've noticed that they absorb flavors, yeah, like no other. You leave them next to like a peppermint. You leave them next to anything, yeah. and they absorb it. Like bananas. Well, I had one the other day that tasted like bleach. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but it tasted it tasted so freaking weird. It ruined it. Like once you got past the chocolate, it was okay. But so like it was like a banana peanut butter cup uh, kind of but it was Banana gross like it cup? was like somebody left it next to pine salt or something i don't know maybe it got my <laughs> cologne too <laughs> yeah i think you just have a you might have another problem on your hands yeah <laughs> <laughs> something's going on with your olfactory signs of a stroke or smelling toast and your pills tasting yeah. like cologne and peanut butter cups and peanut butter cups yeah we have a recurring <laughs> theme that things aren't tasting right to you <laughs> yeah that i'm not sure so oh, that must be it yeah that's crazy crazy that's some good stuff. Yeah. Anything going on with you? Uh, no. I mean, it's been a whole. Uh, we we did this. We we did this one pretty quick. Yeah, it's been a two day turnaround. Yeah. Hey, good response with Chris. You know, on the podcast. Uh, oh yeah. Fun to have him. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Um, I would like to have him more. Yeah. He he was a nice. Plus, his voice is way better than mine. I. 
you, you, the two of you, I, I should probably not be on this, and it should just be you two, because you guys have the radio voice, and I just have this lispy, weird, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it voice. <laughs> you bring life to it. Is that what it is? Yeah, mm, you bring no. life to it. I don't know. It'd be nothing without you. So we've got uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. Sure. Uh, we're going to talk about some current events, do yeah. a little uh, uh, questions, questions and some thoughts on that. Uh, I've I got c- some... I, I like, you know what? I want to call it Q&O. Questions and opinions. That makes perfect Q sense. Q and O. Quo. Yeah. Quo. Or or cho. <laughs> like like chi. Or chode. Yeah. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's our first topic? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> are. Uh, uh, I don't know. You lost me on chode there. You brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Q and O. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, real quick, I have made. I ran out of room on my my soundboard. I told you it was going to be soon. So I made another soundboard that's basically just you right now. Yeah. So you know what we need to do? Expected genocide. Uh, Come immediately. <laughs> By the way, I do that with my mouth. But People if you see me there, there listen. To are, I will it feels like they're going to never bear down. I have some genocide. That is a nightmare. That is nightmare sounds. Oh, so something's really wrong. <laughs> By the way, exactly. We need it's it's hard for people listening to distinguish when a drop is placed. Uh, I noticed that. It's like you need to put a little ping, a little, little ping. <laughs> See if I can make it. You know, like a like on a film, the beep. Oh, like yeah. on 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 two. Yeah, that's what you need to put in front of them. I mean, that would be really. Uh, one day I'm gonna do this podcast by myself and just uh, just all drops like, from me. How are how are you doing today, Brian? I have a very sensitive gag reflex. <laughs> but whatever, do your thing, okay? <laughs> you could really do that. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely. Got <laughs> I mean, when we're talking about pages, you've got eight eight times f- uh, you got thirty two, <laughs> and now he's got almost forty five drops. Yeah. So what would you like me to do later today? Come immediately. <laughs> How did you do that? By the way, I did that with my mouth. Oh, oh you know that. Man, you have this all cute. What like do you think of uh, of <laughs> of uh, your friend Chris? He is kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That was a drop. Was it? See, that's it's we'll hard know. for people to distinguish. <laughs> Most of what you just heard were drops. Oh, uh, that's funny. Spencer pulling things out of context completely. Yeah, totally. Anyway, we'll work on that. Yeah, figuring out a way to distinguish. <laughs> So the first thing we uh, we're gonna talk about. So there were two big, two kind of big headlines this week in the news. One Not was what we talked about. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop I thinking about the drops. <laughs> no, I I s- <laughs> that was that was you. I was like, did I press? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I interrupted. I couldn't help it. <laughs> That was really confusing for me. See, that's how the listener feels. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Now I know. Uh, one of the big things we talked about last time that was the shooting in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that seems to be making quite a bit of uh, news or headlines or waves right now are the um, immigrants right. from Honduras. Yes. Um, mostly. Mostly Honduras and yeah. Guatemala uh, that are coming up here. Half of them are Middle Eastern. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I was like, I don't know if that's. I, I know I'd heard if that you, from various sources, but I didn't know that that was. Uh, I heard that from Alex Jones, okay. who I, I trust implicitly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, so this we should. Uh, did you watch SNL last night? Yes. We should find that and play that. Oh that my the gosh. first the, the first bit was pretty funny. Yeah, it was really good. Um, that was a Laura Ingram. Yeah, yeah. She's just as bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna uh, talk about uh, the situation itself. What can be done and just overall your opinion so sure uh brian you probably know a little bit more about this than i do so give us a rundown of what the whole situation is let's lay down some facts yeah okay um depending on the article that you read um it's kind of all over the place well i shouldn't say all over the place i saw one article earlier today that estimated um that it was around three thousand. okay but there's two groups but what's happening is when when they get to a certain place, some of them are staying. So oh, there have been people who have applied for asylum in um, Mexico, and so that that n- the numbers have dwindled there. But there's two separate caravans, so the the high number could be up to seven or eight thousand between the two groups. All right, okay. one group is about eight hundred miles away still; the other group is still on the southern border of Mexico, so, so really far hella away, far away. Yeah, <laughs> depend. Well, I don't know what just happened there. Yeah. Depending on how they're. The mode of transportation. They've had some buses sometimes. I really hate the conspiracy that uh, someone's paying for those buses. I would rather think that maybe someone's just doing the right thing down there. But Who would be paying for those buses? George Soros. Legitimately, I've heard that argument. I guess. That, uh, and the Clinton Foundation are paying for <laughs> these poor people who... I mean, Honduras is an awful place right now. No, I know. Yeah. Right. It's a scary place to live. Um, and so these people are coming up. They're trying to find <coughs> asylum. Right. Um, what else? Uh, they got, they're a ways away still. I mean, 800 miles, unless they can hop a bus. We're talking, you know, a, a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, most of them are walking. They're like modern-day pioneers almost. Right. Um, but in terms of fear-mongering? Yeah, tell us about the controversy. The, the controversy, well. Because this, is, this has happened before. So what is... The major controversy right now the controversy i think in my opinion is a general misunderstanding of what's going to happen okay so seven thousand people arrive at our border mm-hmm. that does not mean that seven thousand people are immediately led into the country to run amok to do whatever they want right right the vast majority of these people if not all of them are applying for asylum right um which, um, but the what you'll hear from people is that you know that they're going to be let in right away, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. And so, what has uh, President Trump done two days before the election? He has sent 5,000 no, troops no. to the border. No, it's 15, well, 50, 15, it'll be 15 000. soon. They're deploying uh, razor wire. Uh-huh. Um, he's made a couple very controversial statements that he's had to walk back. Well. That's um, one of them being this. Um, when asked if the military will use force, oh yeah, he said it's the military. I hope there won't be that. Anybody throwing stones, rocks like they did to the Mexican police, where they badly hurt police and soldiers of Mexico, <laughs> we will consider that a firearm because there's not much difference where you get hit in the face with a rock. I I actually have a pretty big problem with that because um, if you look at the ROE, the rules of engagement from uh, Iraq or Afghanistan, when we're in actual conflicts, actual wars, um, 
that is not a right. rule of engagement. There's you cannot shoot somebody for throwing a rock at you. Right. There's a movie. But if you do, you get tried for war crimes. I think it's called Rules of Engagement with Samuel L. Jackson and Jack or and uh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Where there's a debate about whether there was gunfire. Anyway, and that's what makes the war there so difficult is because you don't know that there's sh- right. you can't you can't just shoot them. They don't wear uniforms. So, so it's it's uh, yeah. That's if that's I read that to you when I, he says. Uh, anybody throwing stones, we will consider that a firearm. What do you take that to mean? Uh, well, to me, it, I'm, well, is there any other way to take it? Like, it, to me, that just says we consider it a firearm. And so if someone is shooting a firearm at you, that, that typically is the ROE to, to shoot back. Right. So he, you're assuming you can, you can infer from his statement that he means shooting back at people who are throwing stones at your face. I I don't know how. I mean, he's equating first of all right. getting hit in the face with a rock to being shot in the face. Right, this is a pretty big difference. Correct. Uh, I don't. You have to wing a rock to make it go through your face. <laughs> uh, but he did walk it back the next day. Uh, he said something like, uh, "They're going to be arrested. They're going to be problems." I didn't say shoot. I didn't say shoot. But they do that with us. They're going to be arrested for a long time. Mm-hmm. So obviously, someone in his cabinet, probably Kelly. Said, hey, you <laughs> by the to, way, you need to walk that back. You can't say that. Um, but that, in my opinion, that's clearly what he meant. He's pretty hyperbolic, though. I don't think he knows what he says when he says it. I agree. I would agree with that at 100 percent. I do. Uh, that is one thing about Trump that. Um, yeah, hyperbolic. That's a great way, because I think he says a lot of things and since we're so politically sensitive right now because when the situation that we are people jump on whatever he says and kind of i don't want to say blow it out of proportion because i mean what he said was pretty bad but right what is the what is what is the word i'm trying to it's it's he he just doesn't know you're right he just doesn't know he what just, he's saying he just, he just doesn't get it right like, he, he doesn't understand the gravity maybe of what he says right he's the commander-in-chief over the armed forces like that's yeah, right <laughs> so when you're for all intents and purposes, he is their boss. Right. And so when he says something like that, what? Are th- how are they supposed to take it? Like, if you were in the workplace, let's say we're uh, working at Staples and he's our store manager, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, if someone throws a pen at you, then uh, we're going to treat that like a... <laughs> we're going to treat that like a firearm. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, right. I think that's the way he, he, he sees it more like he's a manager at a... He just doesn't get it. He doesn't get the gravity, I guess. No, of anything that he says. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, there's no filter. So I started to research, um, you know, what what is asylum? How do we define it? Um, and this might get a little boring, so <laughs> let me know. But this is the Immigration and Nationality Act um, with the asylum subsection, okay? Okay. Uh, this is just paragraph one. In general, any alien who is physically pr- present in the United States or who arrives in the United States, whether or not at a designated port of arrival and including an alien who was brought to the United States after having been interdicted. I think I said that right in international or un- or United States waters. So wherever they are, they can show up to any place in the United States. Okay. Right. Irrespective of such alien status may apply for asylum in accordance with this section or where applicable. So anybody can show up anywhere. You could show up in Alaska right, and apply for asylum. Right. Right? And as I read on, you have a year to do so. Oh, okay. You have a year to file the, the requisite paperwork. What do you do in the meantime? That's the 
that's the question. Okay. Right. Um, I, I didn't know. I have no idea. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I really don't know either. Is that what uh, is that what he was talking about on uh, on Colbert um, the other day? That you watched that episode, right? Uh, the one that we were talking about yesterday or Friday. Um, did you watch the whole episode or just uh, no, just I that one clip? clip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh well, the statistics. If not very many asylum seekers are granted asylum, right? It's well, a low percentage. Because uh, who was the, who was his guest? Remind Chris me again. Wallace. Chris Wallace had said uh, he gave some incorrect information, which they wrapped up later, but. Uh, he had said that um, was it only like ten percent or something come back for their hearing, yeah. but in reality it's closer to seventy. So they must be so. issued some sort of uh, permit or work card, right? Right, uh, and that's a common misconception too that pe- these people are going to be siphoning off the system, right? Uh, off our resources. I don't know where that thought comes from. Uh, you will be getting a job. I will, and especially if you're granted asylum. This all comes from the attorney general, by the way. Right. Um, you are granted the ability to work. So there's a lot more to this to this act that I read uh, about, you know, um, things that can prevent someone from receiving asylum. Mm-hmm. Like if they've been convicted of a crime, if they've, um, you know, participated in a terrorist act, stuff like that. That's just kind of obvious. Right. Right. But. The, the the vast majority of these people from from reporters on the ground are women and children right no, you know? I've seen that yeah um, so that's the story and it's it's just it's politics at its best because it's two days before the election and he's sending troops to the border to get a nice picture of them setting up razor wire right to prevent people from coming into the country to seek asylum um, okay so my thought or my opinion is that um, sending the troops down there, especially 15,000, which is more than we have deployed fighting the Taliban right now <laughs> by a long <laughs> shot, um, that's like almost invading another country uh, amount of troops. That's right. That's insane. It's like, why not? S- let's send the Black Hawks and the an F- ocu- F-35s down there, too. Like, it's an occupation. Know, right. Force. So. Would be. It's not. That, another, yeah. No. Yeah. Um. That seems incredibly political to me. Yeah. Um, what a waste of resources. Incredibly. You know how expensive that is per day. It's I I, I don't know, I can't I'd have to look it up, but it's astronomical to fight a war every day, like millions and millions of dollars every day. Um, Here, here's a question for you. Mm. If you were in the armed forces, yes, you are you're bound by an oath. Correct. You know, but you also have uh, personal, uh, moral, political beliefs. How do, how do you respond to an order like this? <sighs> right? I well, it would be really hard. It's not. It's not so much different than invading Iraq, or it's. I don't know. That's I think. True. I think that it's. Well, I don't know. I have no experience. I I know that. Uh, I know that when they end up going into to, to bat, conflicts, firefights, that sort of thing, they don't really fight for the country as much as they fight for, for the for person themselves. next to them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know what we need. They don't fight for the country. That sounded terrible, but you know what you understand. I know what exactly saying. what you mean. So, we need someone who uh, either has been or is in the armed forces, uh, God bless you, to, if you're listening, you know, send us a message. Right. And let us know how you feel about the situation. 
mostly I would like to know if you're opposed to the situation, how would you? Should uh, get um, your friend uh, Kurt. 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 Yeah. Sorry, not Kurt. Kurt. Kurt is a. He was what deployed is he now? Uh, somewhere, right? Uh, he went to Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a. What is he now? Is he still in the military? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's in med school. Great oh. guy. I think he's a colonel. Oh. Maybe not quite yeah, a let's colonel. Let's get him down here. He's an officer. Uh, anyway, yeah. That would be a good question for Kurt. I agree. Send me, send me a text, Kurt, if you're, li- <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, because we're, not, you, we're not live, so. You, yeah. <laughs> you have to do your duty. I understand that. Well, there's no, you can't, uh, yeah, you, you have to go. There's you no, there's no. I mean, I'm not asking any of them not if to. You're, if you're standing on principle, I guess, but you're going to end up going to jail and. Or, oh, well, yeah, or worse. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you just go do what they want you to do and just try not to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, this I mean this whole thing is a setup in my opinion in terms of the politics of it. I do agree. I agree that this is extremely political. I do think that uh it is scaring um not necessarily the right, not all of them, but Maybe an older generation, the people. It's a, it's a scare tactic. I think it's well, a scare it's tr- tactic. It's going to ignite Trump's base, right? But at the same time, hopefully, it ignites some some of the people on the left based on compassion, right? Right. Uh, to say we're really not that special, you know. If you're a libertarian, so to speak, uh, borders are kind of imaginary. You know, it's it's silly that we, you know, on one side of one fence or wall we have the greatest economy in the world let's just let let me just give you a fact a factoid right now we have the lowest uh, unemployment ever yeah right we have like five million jobs available and only three million people unemployed wow okay well then how about we bring in two million asylum seekers and give them those extra jobs and we would still have a job for every american yeah you know we're talking about seven thousand people though Right, so there were there were three thousand people in my high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not a huge, giant number. So, would you are you of the opinion that we should have open borders? Uh, I think that yes and no. Like, I think that everybody should be. I think when you arrive at the border, we can get your name, get your get, issue you a social security card. So yeah, I guess I'm kind of an amnesty guy. Absolutely. I don't see the problem with giving someone a social security card, make them pay taxes, go get a job. We have you documented now the same way that they have me documented when I was born. Right. I was issued a social security card and a name. Here you go. Join the force. So, okay, But and this is like I don't know that I have. I don't think I like open borders. I think I, I don't I don't think I like that. But. I am very much kind of in the air on this whole thing because I don't really know. I'm really flip-flopping on both sides because I see both sides. What holds really you well. up from letting well, people in? Because so if if they all if, if that many people want to come here then it just seems like then there wouldn't be any jobs. Then we would have we would have more lower income, we would have more crime. We does, do you see what I'm saying? Like eventually, if if they bring all of them to here, then don't we become there? No, I I don't know. I don't think so. This is a nation of immigrants. 
and not everybody in the world wants to come to America. No, I. Well, I mean, no, I mean, right, it's, I know. no. There are people who think that, though. No, I know there that are was, people who think that was said on uh, Trump. Even said that about people from was that was Trump? It Norway. He's like, we want people from Norway here. People from Norway are very happy. No, it's the happiest no. country in yeah, the world, yeah. right? Right. And so I'm not. I don't think that if we said, you know what, if you come stand in line, we'll give you a social security card, and we'll get your name, and you can come work in the United States. I don't think that there would be a line of 400 million people. But do you see? So if we make them citizens, then and most likely they're going to be pretty low income. Um, which means they probably won't pay a lot of taxes, and then they will also qualify for a lot of benefits. Um, wouldn't that cause a pretty big disruption in our economy? I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. Because I think that is my biggest, my biggest hang-up. But you're, you're, you're making the assumption that every single person who migrates here would be no non-skilled non, you're right you know a low you're income. right you're right but I, I mean i think it's well i don't know i don't know i i don't know what this what do you think the skill level is of these seven thousand immigrants well, of this particular group i think it's pretty low yes but that's not you know we're talking about two different things i guess yeah when it comes to open borders i look I, yeah i don't think they should just be open i think everybody should be should have a, a mainly for the reason of taxes and paying into a system from which they'll benefit. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's a registry. I'm not, you know what I mean? Right. But the same way that you and I, as soon as we were born, we're, we're given a social security number. We're in the system now. Why can't we do that for people who want to come here? We have an excess amount of jobs right now. They'll come do them. We want to bring more jobs back to the United States. That's all the president keeps talking about. <laughs> so, we, we don't have enough people to fill the jobs we have. So uh, the argument goes both ways. Yeah, and I, I think this is another one of those things that, <coughs> similar to the, our gun control debate, it's just like no one really knows what to do, so no one's doing anything. And that's just right. what's kind of frustrating about it. What do you think about um, the presidents trying to abolish the... The 14th, 14th Amendment? Amendment? Yeah, which I don't believe he can do. No, he can't do crazy, it. But yeah. It seems a little dictatory. but... Uh, well, let me just read you the 14th Amendment real quick. Okay. It's not long, just like all the other amendments. They're not long, okay? All persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the dur- jurisdiction thereof, are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges of immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Pretty straightforward. Right. If you're born here, you're a citizen. So, and you, are you, you're okay with, you have no problems with that? No, I'm a currently. second generation. My dad was born here to two immigrants. Mm-hmm. So I, no, yeah. You know what I mean? If he wasn't granted citizenship, then I wouldn't. So what do you think about the idea of people coming across the border having their babies just to just to stay here and just to, to get the the benefits that come with it? Well, you have to first of all I think that number is extremely low. I really don't think it's happening that much. It probably is 
blown out of proportion. I, I don't right. have any statistics. However, I will say that it's a mistake to assume that they're only doing it for the benefits because benefits is, is, a, is a word that can encompass so many things. Right. Well, I think when I say benefits, I mean, um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that they're doing it for the benefits. I, I would say for the most part they're doing it. Well, they're, they're obviously taking a huge risk to do it to begin with. Sure. So they're doing it for the betterment of their, their children. A lot of uh, people right. I've, I've heard on the subject say that they're really they're brave and they're very uh, courageous to, right. to do that. You would and do anything it, for yeah, your children, right? Right. And to that point, I yeah, I agree. Um, and I and when I say benefits, when when some people say benefits, they mean oh, they're going to be on welfare, they're going to be using our healthcare system, they're going to be using our schools and not paying into the system. That's not what I. That's not what I perceive. I perceive them saying, "No, I want to come to the United States to live my life. Right. I want to work here. I want to provide a life for my child. Right? This is what I want to do. Right? So, if you're quote unquote using your anchor baby to do that i i don't think any statistic would back up that anchor babies parents are all unemployed no no i i no i don't know so and, and in terms of well, crime and crime is lower amongst immigrants than than citizens by know, by percentage that is true um i know that uh, so i used to work in retail uh, I haven't for a couple of years now. Yeah, uh, I did 13 years in, in retail in various positions, um, and I've really noticed that my f- opinions on this have changed pretty dramatically since I left um, that that uh, p- profession, if you want to call it what that. Okay, what were your opinions before? So when I was a cashier, um, you would see you see people come through. Um, on on EBT on on food stamps sure. or SNAP, whatever you want to call it, um, and you see them come through, and they they don't speak English at all, and they would buy they have like seven hundred dollars worth of EBT because it tells you their balance after, yeah. And as a cashier making you know ten dollars an hour, struggling to pay for school and whatever, sometimes that's a little unnerving. Now, there's other that I, I I can't even say that it's all immigrants that unnerved you. You'd also have people that you could tell had were just lifelong EBTers, yeah, and they would come through and eat better than me. They would buy sodas, steaks, and and crab, and uh, that that was also a little unnerving, right? But since I've gotten away from that industry, I guess my heart has softened a little or something. Um, well, and, and that was a, that was a topic I want to talk about at some point was how our jobs or how our professions uh, affect our politics. Sure, absolutely they do. And I, you know, and just a, a quick a quick uh, discussion about how uh, stereotypes and prejudices are built. Right. Right. Anytime someone does something that you disagree with or that you find, uh, you know, reprehensible, the first thing you do is try to identify something that's different about them. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Because someone like me wouldn't do that. Right. Right. And then what you went, whatever it is you identify about them, you then apply to the entire group that fits that definition. 
Right. So an easy example, you get cut off by a driver, <laughs> and it's a woman. Or they're driving a BMW. Right. <laughs> you, you, and what is, the, what is the stereotype that you then apply? <laughs> All BMW drivers are dicks. All right. Right. <laughs> what is that true? I don't know. Sometimes stereotypes <laughs> are there for a reason. I mean, we talked a little bit about that last time, but yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's just this is a quick lesson in how uh, stereotypes form, which then lead to prejudice, which then lead to discrimination. Right. You have to. In fact, at my job, I just took a training. They had a web-based training on implicit bias. Oh, really? On, on how to check it. I actually taught a class on that when I was at Smith's th- at the end. Yeah, because all of us have it. Yeah, Everybody do. has implicit bias. And if you can catch it and say, no, it's not all BMW drivers who are dicks. It's just that guy is a dick. And like the five others, but. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, maybe that one's true, but <coughs> that's that's my point. Right. And so no. when you're as, as a cashier, you are seeing a sample. Right. Of society. And, you know. It, it might be hard for you, for someone who is, uh, look, I'm not accusing you of anything, right? But it might be hard for you for someone who's, uh, you know, middle class white, who uses an EBT, you might not even recognize that they're using it, right? But as soon as someone does and you see that they're buying a steak, you try and figure out why, well, someone like me would never do that. Right. You well, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I am in no way calling you a racist because Spencer's not. Spencer has the biggest heart of. of it's actually in large. Any, like anyone I know. At risk of having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he means by um, big heart. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't mind, though, I would like to backtrack just a second. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Because the people might be interested in, in what it takes to uh, repeal the 14th Amendment. Oh, yeah. Because th- so the president, what he said is that uh, he thinks that Congress could do it, which is not true. He thinks that then he could do it with an executive order, which is not true. The way that a, an amendment is repealed is it has to be two-thirds of both houses of Congress and then three-quarters of the states. So, yeah. yeah, That's to either pass my, an amendment yeah. or to repeal to an amendment. my understanding, appealing an amendment is pretty freaking hard. It's really, really it's hard. It's time-consuming. It's, it's, had, it's hard yeah. to pass an amendment. Now, they can pass laws, right? right? But to repeal an amendment... See, so here's what would happen. If the president signs an executive order or Congress passes a law that is in direct contradiction to the 14th Amendment, it'll go to the Supreme Court and be shot down until it's repealed. Right. And that would be the hope anyway, because that's what the Supreme Court's for. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, that, so that's how, that's how an amendment is either passed or repealed. That's another reason why I'm a little aggravated with the way the Supreme Court is right now and how yeah. it has become... Um, politicized. So politicized yeah. because... It's almost, I'm in my head, I'm rolling my eyes. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, and the five conservatives are going to, I mean, they're not supposed to. God willing, that's not what they're going to do. They're actually going to have some thoughtful discussion. The, right. The, and but this if is they just play politics, then they're <laughs> all going to go, which... And Kavanaugh, to his credit, he, you know, he, he said that over and over again in his hearing. Right. Is that, look... Y- he, ba- I mean, he openly admitted that he is conservative and doesn't like Democrats, but he also was very clear that he would be neutral on the law and would do what the Constitution says. So right. he might hate the 14th Amendment personally. Right. He might think it's complete crap. They shouldn't have put that in there. Right. But he doesn't have a choice, and that's the hope. Yeah. So hopefully that's what Anyway, happens. I can't remember where we're going for there. These, so, th- I mean, this is not that many people, and Honduras is in really, really bad shape. I have a friend, uh, my best friend, 
well, he's not from Honduras. His parents, his mom is from Honduras, so and uh, he doesn't. He hasn't gone back in a long time because yeah. it's uh, it's dangerous there. I had a friend serve a mission there. We still have this church love missionary. I there? think so. Well, they the did. You the know, this was like 10, 15 years ago. For those of you that are not, do we have anybody listening outside of Utah? I'm sure that that doesn't know what the church is. The, the Church of Jesus <laughs> the, Christ of Latter Day Saints the missionaries. Catholic, the church. Yeah. The Scientology church. Anyway, so <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter. He just went there on a mission. Right. Right. I guess that's and true. He, yeah, he's, it was gunshots every night. It yeah. was machetes in the street. Yeah. You know, it was a it was a nasty place. Um, and the here's a here, this is the question, because. An asylum seeker shows up to our border or any place in the country, according to the Immigration and, Nas- and uh, Nationality Act. They ne- they are granted a hearing regardless within a year. So, is it not a constitutional? Uh, is it not unconstitutional then to block them with razor wire? Unless they're trying to just bottleneck them and funnel them to a port where they can go through the procedure. I well, I don't know. I I kind of wonder what's actually going on down there. Like right. if if you know Trump and his organization or him, I guess, is telling us one thing, but then the military is doing what they're actually supposed to be doing. I can understand because I can understand putting it. Okay, let's let's put up some razor wire and some troops just so we can get everybody to a central location. I think you know. I think. So I think where that uh, where the razor wire and everything is coming in is this whole. Like they're gonna get there, and there's gonna be this, <laughs> this riot. What yeah. was the clip the from uh, um, that uh, Brad Pitt movie, uh, the zombie movie? God, I can't remember. It's been so long. But you know what the movie I'm talking World about, War Z? right? Yeah, World yeah. War Z. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what they're trying to. That's that's the fear mongering there. That's what. The, oh, that's they're what gonna they be think overrun. Gonna that they're just gonna yeah. be overrun by these immigrants, right? That are been walking for a thousand miles and are tired and have blisters. <laughs> right, they're not armed. Yeah, you know, like these. Yeah, uh, uh, there's plenty of tweets as if from as if as if if they get across the border, there's just there's gonna be a coup. Yeah, no, no, yeah. like if they get across the border, there's gonna be piles of food and like right. like all they gotta do is get on the ground and just all their wishes come true or something. Right. You know what I mean? It's, like it's uh, it speaks <laughs> volumes to me that in one group of five thousand. 2,000 of them did stop in Mexico for asylum. Yeah. Doesn't that tell you something? That they're not trying to overtake America. They're actually just trying to find a better life. And some of them said, you know, I think we can do it here in Mexico. Right, right, yeah. You know, but Mexico's not, you know, all sunshine well, and rainbows right now either. That that, uh, that shows how bad Honduras must be, right? right? To We're going to go to Mexico for a better life. Yeah. Said no one ever knows. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like uh, you want to go? You want to know a crazy Mexico story? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ashley has a. Uh, she knows a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know any of the names, so uh, it's not really relevant. It's probably Jose. I know that sounds racist, but no, this is a not. This it probably is. Yeah, it was an American though, named Jose. So, oh, okay. <laughs> this um, this business owner, he's very wealthy, uh, has an employee. And this employee goes on vacation to Mexico. Okay. He goes on vacation with his family. His 17-year-old daughter gets kidnapped. Okay. She's taken for ransom. Okay. He doesn't have the money. You know, he, he and what ends up happening is a shootout. Oh. With, uh, I, somehow they got some sort of police on their side, wherever they were in Mexico. Okay. And she gets shot in the leg, Ooh. and they take her to a hospital. 
later the dad finds out that the gang that had her kidnapped is waiting outside the hospital for her to kill her. Okay, because they didn't get their money, and that's just what you do, I guess. So the this guy's boss, the really rich guy, hires a security team and flies down there and gets her out of the hospital like by force to take her back to the United States to get treatment because they wouldn't operate on her without parental consent, and the parents couldn't go to the hospital because they'd be killed. So this guy's boss, who had these resources, had to hire a security team to get his employee's daughter out of a Mexican hospital. Jeez. Right? And Mexico is a very big country, so I don't want to generalize yeah. at all. Yeah. But, you know, that's what's going on. Do you hear that kind of stuff in, in the United States happening? Where uh, a gang is waiting no, outside of a hospital? Not so much. <laughs> right? So... Uh, I I feel for the people. I want them to come here. I want them to work. We have the jobs. We're trying to be, bring back more. But, man, some of them have stayed in Mexico. Yeah. So That's pretty crazy. They're not trying to overrun us anyway. Yeah, no. All right. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, kind of, uh, and we'll be back with uh, some random headlines. All right. Stanley, well, do you want to tell your father about what happened at school today? Um, oh, oh, I flunked my math quiz. No, the other thing! What other thing? What happened at school today? Oh, the school shooting? Yes, the school shooting! Oh, yeah, some kid shot up the school. Who shot up the school? Was it you? No. Did you get shot? No. Oh. Well, what's this about failing a math quiz? That sounds like random headline music. It is. All right, all it right. Is. I actually have some pretty uh, pretty good ones this, this all time. All right, all right, all right. You ever listen to that Kevin Hart talk about his dad? Oh, yeah, I have, actually. <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> Gonna learn today. Say it with your chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we got? Okay, so... First off, um, did you dress up your cock for Halloween? That's the, that's the headline. Are you asking me? I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> did you dress up your? Sorry, uh, you know what? I should. Did you dress up your chicken for Halloween? Uh, no, do I don't. You, I don't have a chicken. You don't have a chicken? No, my in-laws do. Oh, really? And I don't know if they did or not. Okay. Well, uh, ABC News this week uh, gave a report. Fake news. <laughs> well, actually, kind of ended up being a little bit that way. Um, anyway, the headline for this is, As Halloween Approach... Oh, little whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. Was it just our headphones? Yes. <laughs> cut it out. All right. So you guys didn't hear anything weird, but our headphones cut out. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, maybe we'll cut it. Well, we'll see. It's kind of funny, though. Anyway... Uh, The headline is as follows. As Halloween approaches, the CDC warns that pet chickens should be handled carefully. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the story. It's talking about um, how you could get uh, halitosis. No. Um, You could get. um, (laughs) Gosh. Um, That's a funny picture. 
Yeah. It's a it's a chicken with a pink cowboy a hat. Pink cowboy hat. That's we'll, awesome. We'll put a note uh, to this story. Yeah. Which hopefully we'll remember to do. Uh, but it's talking about salmonella and how you can get salmonella. Um, well, by handling your your cock. I mean, your chicken. Why sorry. are they just now issuing this? Like people are handling their chickens all the time. Yeah. So, so this was well, just for so Halloween. Yes. Yeah, so in the story, ABC says that it specifically says that it that for Halloween you could get salmonella for dressing your chicken. Uh, in so much so that they had to retract it because the CDC <laughs> the CDC came in and said, hey. It's it's okay to dress your chicken for Halloween. <laughs> so wait, the AB- ABC News was quoting the CDC. No, they that was um, see th- right here it says the CDC is asking pet owners to use caution when handling their feathered friends due to the particular strain of salmonella, and it's retracted now. But then it said um, even with uh, even for Halloween, and here's the retraction. Down. Editors note the story has been updated to clarify that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention advises pet chicken owners to handle the animals carefully to keep themselves and their household healthy. A previous version of the story incorrectly summarized the agency's guidance as pertaining specifically to Halloween costumes. (laughs) Okay, so they did. They made it more general, which it should be anyway. (laughs) But uh, maybe people aren't handling their chickens as much throughout the year. They're just picking up the eggs. Yeah, I guess. It it actually talks about that, too. Anyway. I don't know. I didn't know that. uh, I guess I should be washing my hands after I touch my birds, but... uh, Hashtag Spencer's birds. Yeah. But, you know, we get tons of eggs from our in-laws. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. Fresh eggs. It's mm-hmm. delicious. They always have an excess. Well, those chickens, yeah. they go to town. So uh, I also have a another story. Another random headline? I do. Okay. Um, and this one has a little bit of audio. Awesome. So it's, Which is great for an audio podcast. I know. I know. Yeah. So here, here <laughs> we go. Hey, driver's bailing. Still got a passenger in the vehicle. South and east of you, um... Actually, the large group of cows is following her <laughs> for a good visual. Um, looks like they may attack her. <laughs> Why don't you alert? I'm going to give you my flashlight. You can tell me where to go from here. Keep going southeast. Um, she's uh, pretty far into the field now. Um, if you see the large group of cows, they're they're literally following her and uh, chasing her. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, that's the audio from the helicopter. <laughs> that's fantastic. And uh, let me pull up the, the, the headline here. This is out of... Uh, this is out of Sanford, Florida. Imagine that. ABC 13, Eyewitness News. Uh, and here is... What do you uh, know? Another ABC affiliate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. Here is the uh, <laughs> the actual report. Melanie Lawson, only on 13's Live at 5. If you see the large group of cows, they're, they're literally following her and uh, chasing her. Now at 11, one of the craziest chases you're likely to see. It's not police hot on the trail of this suspect. It's a herd of cows. The bovine bust happening after the woman took off from a stolen SUV and ran into a field. Video shows police helicopters tracking the woman, but when it came to telling officers on the ground her location, they only had to say one thing, follow the cows. The herd eventually cornered her at a fence where (laughs) officers arrested her. So, uh, So the herd cornered her. Yeah, and so let me... I wish we had visual. Do we have we visual? We do. Oh, Here's we the video the right here. And, video. and I'll post this video on yes. Facebook if you remind me. I should have just played it off of here. I figured there'd be commercials, though. But here's... Uh, it's all infrared? Yeah. And they do. They oh are literally gosh. chasing her. <laughs> There's like one. Look at this one. Is like, hey, hey. Oh, he's so close. <laughs> or she. 
They probably thought she was going to feed him. Uh, that's what I would imagine. Or they're just a bunch of do-gooder cows. I don't know. Do-gooder cows? <laughs> yeah. They've literally cornered the <laughs> do-gooder cows. Can you imagine? You're, you're just in this high-speed police chase, right? You think you're getting Your away? adrenaline is pumping. You're like, I'm going to make it. And this herd of cows starts chasing you. <laughs> what is going through your mind? Because you expect you expect the canine unit to come out. Like, the police sent dogs. But for some reason, the police right. hang up with canine cows like the, yeah, the, the, the police the, the cow unit <laughs> a police bovine it's, it's oh a new it's gosh. a new thing in florida they don't have enough canines so right. they they got they Things got bo- bovines <laughs> they got uh, big big trailers with with flashing lights <laughs> and they just let the cows out to come get you oh so oh. yeah we'll post that video up it's actually pretty freaking funny hey man they make like a nice little half circle like yeah. attack arc yeah oh, it's great yeah they really they with a with leader yeah, they have one leader out there. Yeah, and he he about had it. He almost kicked her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was close. I just like the the helicopter guy. Uh, it looks like they're going to attack her. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to hurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the what is the guy on the ground has to run through that yeah, herd though? Know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Anyway, so uh, yeah, those are our random headlines for this week. Uh, awesome, pretty good. So don't dress your chicken, and if you run from the cops. In Florida. In Florida especially, be prepared to deal with some cows. Be mindful of cows. Yes, cows will get you. Or just don't run from the police. Yeah, Yeah. that's probably the better idea. Don't steal cars. And, uh, yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. So I have a pretty cool story that I'd like to share. All right. Uh, Only because, well, I mean, it's a great story, but I, um, I read a lot about how ISIS was formed. Okay. Last year, I'd read a few books mm-hmm. and did some research. So um, Abu Musad al-Zarqawi mm-hmm. is, was the leader of the jihadist movement that eventually became ISIS. Okay. Okay. And the United States obviously hunted him for a long time. Um, he was very, very ruthless. Uh, he killed a Jordanian pilot. As most jihadists are. Yeah. I he killed a Jordanian pilot with a pile of rocks. It's pretty bad. So he was very ruthless. I read about him and how he, uh, you know, became who he became. Mm-hmm. However, I was listening to the radio, and General McChrystal, um, who served, you know, over there, was kind of overseeing operations. He wrote a book um, about leadership, and so I was listening to his interview, and they brought that up that he was part of the um, strike force. It was, you know, I think, it was under his command when they killed Zarqawi. Okay. And uh, he actually stood over his body. Mm. But the way he talked about him was so interesting to me. He said, obviously, me and Zarqawi had our differences. I was like, wait a second. Wow. Okay. And, and, and then he said, yes, it was a long time to hunt him. He did a lot of damage. But who am I to say that he was wrong and I'm right? That blew me away. That the amount of humility is interesting, right? I mean, most Americans, if not all of us, would classify ISIS as an evil organization, right? And here's a general on the ground who stood over the body of the leader, saying, "Who's to say that I'm right and I'm and he's wrong? He's just a threat to my country, right? You know." So anyway, that was the, so that was a story. That is that's very interesting, and I know that. Um, Throughout history, generals and leaders like that tend to have a weird relationship with each other. Right. Uh, I mean, they don't typically know each other. It's like a mutual respect. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
yeah, like I know that in Vietnam it was that way with, uh, uh, you know, there's that one movie uh, with Mel, Mel in it. We were soldiers. Oh yeah, kind of portrays that with. Uh, in fact, yeah, yeah, you, you'd have to watch the end of the movie, but you can tell that that that's the the feeling between the two that there's this mutual uh, respect, and it's because war sucks, and then they're just doing what they have to do, I guess, essentially. Right. Um, I can't remember the name of the book now, but if you really want to read about uh, Zarqawi, mm-hmm. it's actually it was a pretty cool read. Really? Um, yeah. Because he, he kind of comes from nowhere. He was kind of a, a nobody, a thug. Went to prison. Uh, got kind of mentored by another jihadist who wasn't quite as ruthless. He didn't really condone the amount of violence that uh, Zarqawi did. Mm-hmm. But anyway, really good book if you want to read and learn how ISIS became what it did. What it what it is. Yeah. That, uh, that just brings up a whole different... Uh, that's been always been one of my major... Um, issues with certain religions when they say, um, I know my church is right. It's the right. right church. Well, what about the guys who strap bombs on themselves? Oh, the, their church is so right that they'll go blow themselves up and yeah. everybody around them. Bill Maher said that and got kicked off of network television. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh, he had his show Politically Incorrect right after 9-11. Right. Months after he said something along those lines about the hijackers, that they were so devout to their religion that it, um, something along those lines. Right. And it just created, and obviously at the time. Yeah, probably bad timing. Very bad timing. But that's Bill Maher. He kind of just said That was the name of the show, Politically Incorrect. Politically so. incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you're absolutely right. It's, it's a very challenging thing for me personally, and I think, uh, like you said, yeah. for when anybody says, I know that my church is true, it's like, we, we are the right religion. How do Our you, religion is the correct one. How do you know that? I, I'm, I'm fine with no. you believing it and, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, like, until you've gone and done everything that they've done, it's... <laughs> and it's, it's you you can't really ways. know until you blow yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what that's we're not saying. That's not what I meant. <laughs> because that is not Islam. But that's fine. You know, right. there are, like, almost two billion uh, Muslims that don't blow themselves up. Yes. That are very nice people. So. Yes. That is, uh, I would that equate, is fake I would news. equate, uh, I would equate ISIS and, and that sect of Islam to the, uh, Westboro wow, dude, Baptist Church. I was, the words the were comparison. coming out. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people, oh, I know a lot of people don't get that. They don't get that they see Islam and they're like, they're all, they're all terrorists, jihad. That's right. what it teaches. And look at the Westboro Baptist people and right. how they have skewed the Bible and they are wake, they are bad people. Give, give 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 people a rundown if you've never heard of Westboro. Um, they're they're the the Baptist Church that uh, goes a sect. A, well, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. They have they really. I bet it. It's not even that many people. No, no, I'm no. Google and it while I, you're I, I'm sure. Does the Baptist Church have like a centralized government? I actually don't know. I don't know either. Actually, I lived in Texas. I should know that. Um, but I'm sure that if it did, the 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 church, the Baptist Church, would disavow them. Uh, right. But and these are people who go to soldiers' funerals uh, and protest them. They protest soldiers' funerals. They um, all in the name of like uh, because we are okay with gay people. 
Is that what it is? Uh, essentially. It, it's, okay, I just Googled it's just it. There's only 40 of them. Really? Yeah. Oh. But they get headline news. Yeah, I know. I, did, I thought it was a bigger organization than that. Yeah. So, your but your point, your point is they don't define all of Baptists, all Baptists, right? Or well, all Christians. Christianity, yeah. And I mean, there's such a small, se- and honestly, there's so many more Muslims uh, in the world than there are Christians that that's probably a pretty fair comparison. That's true. You know, 40 of them, <laughs> it's 40 of right. them versus all the rest of the Christians. That's almost like the, the you know, uh, as oh. close as, as, as a similarity. A couple years ago, I actually did a comparison for someone uh-huh. regarding the number, if we, if we go back to the height of the KKK, right, the percentage of Christians who were in the KKK was higher than the percentage of jihadists who were Muslim yeah. or members of the Islam religion. Right. So it was a really interesting find to do the math and to see like, wow, there were actually by the numbers, by the percentage, there were more people, yeah. uh, more Christians in the KKK. Yeah, so that's, and uh, yeah, so I, uh, that's unfortunate that, uh, that that perception is around a lot. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's just a bias that we have. I, I would be lying. I would be lying if I said that if, I don't not anymore, but maybe closer to nine eleven and stuff. If I was sitting on a plane, and someone of that descent got on, I don't, I don't know if it made me nervous, but it made me think. I was like, oh, you stopped, right? right. That's it brings us back to implicit bias, right? Right. You stopped and you went, well, come on, yeah, basically, basically, <laughs> yeah. right? You're like, no, but just the fact that that thought even came right. into my head. No, they're was, flying you know, to Denver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. So, I've got some uh, some news puns. Oh, yeah. you found some. Um, yes, I did actually. Um, so one of them, uh, well, they both have audio. Um, this one, there's, it's it's pretty it's pretty short. It's kind of corny. Well, actually, they're they both, they all are. They're both pretty terrible. The second one is in the only one that isn't corny. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it's not a is it I, okay? Is it a, is the is the Kim Jong Un one? Is that a pun? Yes. Okay. Yes. That that one's not corny. An unexpected death. That is. Uh, That's just bad taste. <laughs> now you got to play the drop. Yeah. Unexpected genocide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should get the real. Unexpected the real one. Genocide. Uh, yeah. The, I think I posted it to our Facebook oh, and Twitter of yeah. Wolf Blitzer oh. and and all the times he's done it, which is like twenty five. <laughs> anyway. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, go on. Okay. So this one's just out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, and I think there's about three or four pretty Sometimes good puns Sometimes have to transport cold-blooded killers to the station in the back of their squad cars. But a Florida sheriff's office just gave a lift to a cold-blooded alligator after it was seen wandering around the parking lots of a CVS and a Speedway gas station, according to Fox News. Yeah, it's Florida. The reptile needed help getting home. In this case, you could call the cops navigators. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Later, Gator. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office posted the video on Facebook, escorting the alligator home. They also posted a few pictures in the comments section to showcase the ordeal. Luckily, one of the deputies used to work for Florida Fish and Wildlife and knew exactly what to do, according to Inside Edition. They aren't sure which pond the beast came from. If they need help tracing his whereabouts, Here we go. they should call an investigator. Oh, oh, big finish there. Very good. Well, there are three or four pretty good puns in there. I love how he had to slow down as if yeah. the... <laughs> investigator. <Yeah. laughs> you could call him a navigator. Yeah. 
Gator. Buffalo. <laughs> I, you know what? I that one was fine, but normally on the big news stations, they're they're so sly about it. Yes. You don't realize it's a pun till it's right. It's too late. Like that train one. Yeah. Oh, it got off the tracks and <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> it catches you like two, three seconds later. Yeah. That guy's a rookie. Yeah. He'll figure it out. So uh, this next uh, this next one isn't so much. Uh, that they make a lot. Well, I do make a lot of puns, but there's the word punny in the uh, in the headline. The pun, the headline is, I get excited when I see a turd. Woman sells punny punny crafts made of moose excrement. Now, this is a real story. Okay. This is uh, from uh, KOCO out of. Oh, it's not Florida again, is it? No. It's, it's a, <laughs> do they have Do they have moose in Florida? Uh, it's out of Maine, Maine, Somerville, Maine. Um, but this is a, it's a little bit longer of a clip. It's about two minutes, but I think it's worth it. Okay. There's a lot going on at this Somerville home. There are two adults, three kids, more than 60 animals, including some fish and a whole bunch of moose turds. Mary Winchenbatch runs Turdy Works. <laughs> it's art made from the stuff that moose leave behind. Everyone takes a crap. Everyone goes to the bathroom, so everyone can relate to that. And every the whatever terms you're imagining, this woman looks like. Terms that's that, what she looks you like. You know, <laughs> people are used to hearing and stuff, so we just kind of, you just try to, you know, combine the two to, to come up with something halfway decent that's funny. You know, for example, the first thing that we make now, instead of a cuckoo clock, see, this is a poopoo clock. And what we did see is we took them turds and mm. we crammed them in between the number there, so that's one thirty, two thirty, three thirty. That's just one of many products. <laughs> there's about offers. five puns. Now there. over here we make fecal people. <laughs> and depending upon the shape of them middle turds right there, we can do them with big boobs or guts or butts <laughs> or long legs or short legs. See, because there's no two turds that are ever alike. Have you ever seen a turd? The two turds alike? No. Mary says half the battle is getting her product, but to do that, we <laughs> doesn't have to travel How far. do you respond the to that? The turds are all <laughs> local. We just go out and track the moose, and, and wherever the moose are, they're going to take a crap. And I, I have found that when a moose takes a dump, <laughs> oh my you gosh. walk about 50 yards in any direction, and they take another dump. Wow. It's a fairly simple and efficient. Yeah, now you learn walk. something. And when a moose takes a dump, they'll crap out between two and 400 turds every time they wow. they take a crap. So it's like I, I get five bucks a turd for these things. <laughs> Wait a second. So I get jumping right up and down. I get excited when I see a turd. Since going viral, she doesn't know what her next local stop will be, but she's upping her game with a new Turdy Works Facebook page to peddle her poop. Get on there, and that's all my turds are on that on that page right there with the prices, and click on them, and then get to me and let me know what you need for turds, and I ship it everywhere. <laughs> Brian Sullivan, <laughs> WABI TV Wait a 5 second. News, Somerville. I'm confused. Yeah. Wait, so do moose poop the little... Nuggets? They're like a deer? No, they're quite a bit bigger. Did, did, but didn't she say like when a moose poops, it's like 500 turds? Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she makes $5 per turd? Let's oh, there they are. Oh, so they're kind of nuggety. Yeah, they are nuggets. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy, that poor guy. You've never, you've never, you ever see two turds alike? It was <laughs> with said was such animus. Like, if, uh, how dare no, you answer yes? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't normally, you know, yeah, I whenever I take a dump personally, I'm always like, oh, look that. That looks like last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be darned. <laughs> it doesn't look any different. That's crazy. Turdy works, and she with. Oh, she looks exactly how I thought. <laughs> she just popped up on the screen, yeah. and I was gonna say short hair. Yeah. And she puts googly oh, eyes on man. him. Um, you know, we'll put a link God, for this one. God bless her for uh, for for living the dream. I guess. Yeah. Uh, at hey, least she's you know. she's self-employed. Just 
probably doing better than me. And well, uh, if she's making five dollars per turd off of five hundred turds, be, that cannot I, be correct. That is that is an astronomical <laughs> amount of money. That's like, crazy. That's dirty that, works. That cannot be correct. She doesn't look like she makes that much money. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, she does it out of her kitchen by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, I didn't even think about it. That's freaking gross. <laughs> oh, I mean the whole thing is gross. Like who buys a hanger with poop look like yeah. like who is buying this stuff? Uh, but we'll, we will put this link up because oh you should definitely gosh. watch the video from the story. Um, Turdy works. It's uh, I I had to double check to make sure that this was a real news organization and not just like uh, the, uh, the the onion or something. Man, who edited that video too? Where she's like asking the guy if he's ever <laughs> have you ever seen two different turds? Uh, I well, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe just cut that out. That's what I, I oh, yeah. She does I, with her uh, bare hands too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Pretty pretty good stuff. Pretty good. Oh man. Right. Well, what what are we at, man? Time wise, yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about? No, yeah, no, not really. I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, it was a good conversation. We got some other stuff we can save for next time, though. Yeah, since we made you listen to an hour forty nine last time, we'll that try was to keep this one. I, that was a super episode, as I labeled it. You'll see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this will be number five. Mm, just yeah, episode five. Episode. I'll name it Turdy Works. I think or that that should <laughs> definitely be the name of the episode. Turdy Work. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? This is the Our Take Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Our Take Pod, and the same on Twitter. Follow us, message us, give us some uh, ratings on. Uh, podcasts and stitcher and stuff like that five five stars and if you know if you're not going to give us five stars at least contact us let yeah. us we can send you some money or something to right. make it right i will and we'll give you a refund for your time yeah i'll give you a refund for your time well you know some like minimum make, wage some people make like 50 dollars an I'll hour give you a minimum wage refund okay that's for your time fair. so like, <laughs> how much do you make a year two hundred thousand dollars yeah. a year <laughs> And how long did you listen? <laughs> right, yeah. Five hours. Five hours. Ooh. I listened to all of your episodes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so from our take, I'm Brian. I am Spencer. We will see you next time. You go, I need any star. You told me lies,